under a hundred bucks, probably in the $70 range to rent one of those $700 backpacks fully dialed in, ready to, ready to hunt with the meat and load cribs and, you know, everything that you need, the side pockets attached. And so you get, get to go try it out. And a backpack can be really personal thing. And unless you get to load one up with meat on the back and try it out next to another one, you don't know which one, which one's worth your $700 to spend. So I think you're way money ahead to go try one out first, see if you really like it, see if it packs well for you. And if it does, go ahead and buy it if, if you want to invest in it. But if you only do a 10 day elk hunt every year, shoot, man, just rent that thing, you know, because there's going to be generation after generation of better packs are coming out with better stuff every other year. So it removes that burden of having to keep up with the Joneses too, or, or stay with the state of the art equipment, save yourself some money and continue to use the best products out there. Rockcast is powered by Onyx Hunt, and for good reason. Onyx Hunt is the number one hunting GPS app in the industry. Stay tuned for a Rockcast promo code. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. I'm Sam Weaver, host of today's Tipsy Tuesday, a short segment covering rockslide.com tidbits, hunting news from across the West, with just a sprinkling of tips and tricks to keep you well-informed for your next adventure. Kicking off today's show with a quick reminder of Rockslide's Best Hunt Photo Contest. This isn't a best bull, buck, or ram contest, but a best photo contest. Check the show notes for the links to all the rules and criteria and get your photo entered today. There are four separate contests, elk, mule deer, whitetail deer, and sheep. Sponsors have been extra generous with the prizes. Don't miss your chance to show off your photography skills. All right. One of the things I love about Rockslide is learning about all the latest and greatest gears. The downside of that coin is trying to get your hands on it. That's where today's guest comes in, Darren Cooper of Ran Outdoor Gear. We welcome him to the show and he can tell us all about what Ran Outdoor Gear does. Welcome to the show, Darren. Hey, thanks, Sam. Appreciate you having me on. Now, I've used your, your shop personally um, for some of my reviews and whatnot. But why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners that may have never heard of you uh, kind of what you guys do over there? Well, like the name says, we uh, we rent outdoor gear, but we're really focused on the the high end hunting gear, Western hunting in particular. So we have a you know a huge selection of top end optics, um, backpacks, tripods, uh, tents, sleeping bags, just about everything that has a big price tag attached to it. For the really good stuff, we try to uh, have a great selection of items there, you know, across a kind of a, a real curated list of stuff that I would personally use on any particular backcountry hunt. I don't have a huge selection of wide range of product because 80% of the stuff that's out there, I would never personally use. We use just the high-end stuff. And uh, it's a great opportunity for, for people that may not want to shell out the big bucks or don't have the money to purchase the best of the best, but they have a great hunt. And they want to go use, you know, high-quality binocular or a, a lightweight sleeping bag or, a, you know, one of the top-end backcountry packs. 
you get to use that product, rent it for a fraction of the cost of owning it. And then if you love the product at the end of that and decide that, uh, that you want to purchase that, we can apply your rental back toward, toward the purchase. And so you're never out anything if you go that route. So we like to say that pretty much the only ones out there that rent outdoor hunting gear but we're also the best way to buy it. I think a lot of our listeners, you know, are hardcore do-it-yourself guys and they just go, but there's a lot of guys that want to try elk hunting one time and they don't know if backpack hunting's for them. And yeah, at, for sure. at the foundation of backpack hunting's a backpack and they could be expensive. And if you're only wow. going to come for five or seven, 10 days, could make a lot of sense to rent something just to see if it's even for you rather than to try and buy it, resell it later if you hate it or whatever. Absolutely. Um, you know, for instance, a you know, really high end backpack like a Kuyu pack or an Exo Mountain Gear pack, you can rent that for 10 days. And don't quote me exactly on these prices because I'm just going to spit ranges of what, what typically would cost, but under 100 bucks, probably in the $70 range to rent one of those $700 backpacks fully dialed in, ready to, ready to hunt with the meat and load cribs and you know, everything that you need, the side pockets attached. And so you get, get to go try it out. And a backpack can be really personal thing. And unless you get to load one up with meat on the back and try it out next to another one, you don't know which one, which one's worth your $700 to spend. So I think you're way money ahead to go try one out first, see if you really like it, see if it packs well for you. And if it does, go ahead and buy it if, if you want to invest in it. But if you only do a 10 day elk hunt every year, shoot, man, just rent that thing, you know, because there's going to be generation after generation of better packs coming out with better stuff every other year. So it removes that burden of having to keep up with the Joneses too, or, or stay with the state of the art equipment, save yourself some money and continue to use the best products out there as you go. Onyx Hunt is the number one GPS hunting app in the industry. And one reason they're leading is because they're continually providing updates to the Onyx Hunt app. Updates like the new Onyx in-dash navigation suite. From the time you slide into the seat of your vehicle, viewing Onyx Hunt with CarPlay and Android Auto allows you to easily flow from Onyx to the road in front of you, ensuring you know exactly where you are and how to get where you're heading. Want directions to a certain point in the Onyx Hunt app, but don't want to keep glancing at your phone? Use the Navigate To feature to navigate to your saved waypoints. This is true off-road navigation for hunters. You can now use the Onyx Hunt app hands-free and have access to your map markups, public-private boundaries, routing, offline maps, and more. Do it all from the seat of your truck. If you're ready to make the jump, save 20% by using the code ROCKCAST at checkout. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Rather than upgrading, just continue to rent. Next year, mm-hmm. you'll have the newest model. Yeah, the newest I mean, just, model. You know, just makes a lot of sense on how how much you actually hunt. You know, if you're an outfitter or you're a guy that spends sixty days a year in the field, then obviously you want to own your stuff. But it's still a great way to try it out. Yeah, like I said, if you're coming from the Midwest and you get one Western hunt a year, you might as well rent some of that gear that is constantly being updated and stuff that you don't necessarily need to. Own need to own for your day-to-day hunting, you know, wherever you live. Well, I know for me, I drew a sheep tag and I had a great spotter and I have some SLCs that are eight power, but I wanted some 15s on the sheep tag and I didn't know how 15s were really going to set into my system, but I didn't want to be shorthanded on a sheep hunt. I out, rented them for the duration of my trip and I ended up deciding I like 15s. So, yeah. I mean, for me, it was a, it made good sense 
because I couldn't just rush out and and buy them for the trip just to try it. I had so much other stuff and and so much logistics and so much stress just going into the trip. Sure. And that's kind of, honestly, that's kind of how this business started is I drew a sheep tag and decided, man, I need a Swarovski BTX for this. I was hunting the Frank Church Wilderness in Idaho and it's just huge, big country and it's extremely rugged. So being able to glass for miles and and save your legs, because it could take two days to cross a drainage at times, but you can glass, you know, for 10 miles. So I knew glass was going to be imperative, but, uh, you know, when I started looking at the price tag and trying to explain, I was to my wife that I was going to spend two house payments on a a fancy binocular, which was kind of what she thought of it. You know, that, that gets kind of hard and it makes you take a step back and and think about what you're really doing with your, with your finances. And I actually looked and I was like, can I rent one of them? No. And so I was like, man, there's a market for this. There's got to be other people out there in this same position that draw a good tag or maybe going on an Alaska trip and they don't have certain specific kinds of gear that they might need for those types of trips, but they're not going to go do it every year, year in, year out. And so it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense to invest in high-end rain gear if you live in Arizona. There's other examples out there, but if you live in Arizona, you you probably can justify a, a pair of 15 by 56s, but if you live in the Midwest and you have one deer hunt that you might do every other year or something like that, then renting some 15 by 56s makes a lot more sense. Even being part of the industry, I know a lot of people that hunt hard, got a lot of nice equipment, but it's something to be like, hey, can I borrow your BTX? I mean, that's 5000 dollars. And yeah. even when they're a good buddy, it's a lot of stress on you just trying to keep that thing nice. Yeah, you can you can damage a, a friendship that way. Obviously not intentionally, but yeah, if something happens or heck, there might have been a scratch on it that he didn't notice, but as soon as you he gets it back from you, he's gonna be like, Hey, was that scratch there? You know, would you it's just an opportunity for things to kind of go sideways. And so that's a great point. Next time your buddy asks you, Hey, can I borrow your whatever, you know, insert expensive thing that you don't want them to use. You could say, Hey, I got an idea for you. Why don't you call the guys at rentoutdoorgear.com and <laughs> they'll set you up. Yeah. One of the guys I work with, we got a little bonus check and he was like, I'm thinking about buying a 95 Swaro. Yeah, obviously that thing's awesome. I said, but have you thought about a 99 Kawa? And he was like, I don't even know Kawa. I think that's the direction I was leaning. And he's like, really? And I was, yeah, but don't take my word for it. Let's go ahead, rent a few. And then you could keep whatever one you like the best. And he was like, really? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know a guy. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool program uh, that we came up with where you can actually rent two competing items, go take them out scouting or even on a hunt. And uh, we'll give you both rentals back toward whichever one you want up to um, seven total rental days. So, you know, you can go out over a three day weekend or something like that, take two spotters out side by side or two binoculars out or two backpacks out, you know, whatever, you know, switch off with your buddy and, and kind of make a executive decision. And, and you're, you're going to make the right decision at that point. You're going to know what's the best glass for you after you've used it for a weekend. You know, you know, which one's going to be right. There's not going to be any buyers or horse. You're going to know that you have a good copy of, of that particular item because there are some variances. Not every pair of binoculars from a given manufacturer in a 10 by 42 are identical. If you get a pair that's a little soft, hey, maybe you're going to pick the you know, whatever the Leica over the Zeiss or whatever the case may be. But it's just a great opportunity to be able to try stuff in a hunting situation. And that's an opportunity you don't get when you're at a big box retailer looking at some glass. 
in a dimly lit store, handheld. That's you're just not learning anything about that until you take it out in the field, put it on a tripod, look into the shadows, look into the sun, try it side by side. You know which one's color helps the deer pop out of the brush better for you. You'll pick up really quick, be able to make a decision that you feel really confident with. It's a no-brainer. You can rent both binoculars, try them out, look through them, decide which one you like better, and then both rental fees will apply to the purchase cost of the bino that you want to keep it's it's a win-win i don't know how i don't know how you do it any other way it's a it's a no-brainer i love i love that program and not only that sam we're going to save you money over retail too like if you keep one of those two that's even if they were brand new when i sent them out they're lightly used now so we're going to split some of that depreciation with you and we'll sell you a new pair off the website if you just want to buy new and you know 100 percent what you want but with our rental program, you're never going to pay full re- retail for an item. Uh, we're going to save you a little money and give you a way better buying experience. The other thing I really appreciate, you know, I had to rent a 115 for re- upcoming review I did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just rented it or whatever. And Larry gave me a call and he was like, hey, this is a big spotting scope. What kind of tripod are you using? Are, are you using the right tripod for this thing? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I think so. And he was like, well, you want to be sure. And I was like, you know what? For And I don't know. I rented it for like four day weekend or something. I was like, just throw the, the tripod in there. And it was a Leo photo. Uh-huh. And I don't know how big the legs were, but it was an impressive beast. And I was like, man, I'm glad he sent this out. I'd never use something that big. Yeah. Having good stability, especially when you're trying to evaluate optics side by side and taking some of that wind shake out of the equation. Uh, I tell people all the time that it doesn't make a lot a sense to put a $200 tripod under a $5,000 piece of glass. I understand if you're going to go backpacking and whatnot, you got to save the weight. But if you're closer to the road or don't necessarily have to cut major weight, taking something like a four pound tripod, that's still reasonably lightweight, ultra stable, you're going to get way more enjoyment and way more productivity out of, out of your glass. Yeah, I normally always sit down, so I didn't really worry about it, but I had a bunch of guys coming, and it's just mm-hmm. a lot more comfortable when you have them lined up to be able oh, yeah. to do it standing and, and, and move it. I, and the one yeah. thing I didn't want it to do was blow over in the yeah. wind. So, yeah. 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 Those, that 99 is an impressive scope. And, you know, when you're comparing those those big glasses, it comes down to personal preference. You really do have to look through them yourself and mm-hmm. see what your eye likes the best. For sure. Let's maybe hit on the other part of your sister business, if you want to talk about that just for a minute. Yeah, sure. So we also own, or I also own, Rent Guns and Gear. And that was actually the, the starting name of the whole Rent Outdoor Gear business. But it's a little tougher to advertise a business on social media and things like that with the word gun in and we were getting kind of blackballed. So we split the business. We still have the uh, rent guns and gear business, which rents high-end long range hunting rifle systems. So we've got several different calibers from uh, 6.5 Creedmoor up to uh, 375 Ruger for kind of dangerous game bear type, you know, hunts, Alaska bear hunts, kind of everything, a little bit of everything in between. The rifles are all set up with ammo, sling, bipod, dialed in scope. They'll have a dope chart with them. We can send a ballistic range finder where everything's matched. And, you know, again, it's a it's a great option sometimes when you're in a time crunch and, and maybe you don't have the money or the time or the expertise to set up a long range rifle that has the capability to reach out there at extended range if you have to take a shot like that. But even if taking a closer shot, it's, it's a really well balanced, well put together, really nice optics, and it's going to be a tack driver and probably significantly lighter than the rifle that's in your closet. 
The Rockcast is also powered by MagView Gear. Step up your digiscoping game with the most streamlined digiscoping adapter in the industry. MagView pioneered a new era of digiscoping with its universal minimalistic spotting scope and binocular adapters. The system is designed to eliminate the frustrations and inconveniences found in traditional digiscoping systems. MagView's multifunctional system consists of three interchangeable designs, the S1 spotting scope adapter, the B1 binocular adapter, and the MagView phone plate. All MagView systems create an incredibly strong, stable digiscoping platform and only require a super thin stainless steel plate adhered to the phone to secure it to the optic. No more bulky phone cases, no more optic-specific adapters. MagView is the digiscoping choice for minimalist hunters looking for one adapter to fit most in-class optics. Many Rockslide members and staff have chosen the MagView system. You can see our in-depth review at rockslide.com and the Rockslide YouTube channel. To discover more about MagView gear, visit magviewgear.com for full specification, installation videos, and tips and tricks. Start capturing your own MagView moments today. I think it's kind of the same as the other gear portion of it. You know, sometimes just rent it and try it. See if that's something that you're really interested in or not before you go down the rabbit hole, because it can be a deep, expensive rabbit hole for sure. Yeah, for sure. Long range shooting is a, that's a major commitment when you get into that, especially if you go down the reloading path and going down the, the accuracy rabbit hole, as you, as you put it, it's, that could be a long, expensive journey, but it's also, there's a lot of uh, hard lessons to learn uh, as well that you may not have time for, especially if say you drew that sheep tag or you drew a really nice buck tag and you call your gunsmith and he's you're going to tell him uh yeah i need a rifle in three months and he's probably going to laugh at you you can call gunworks and probably get one for about 10 10 11 grand all set up ready to go but that's a that's a heavy price to pay especially if it's just one really particular hunt that you're going to go you can rent a similar class of rifle from us as a gun works for 550 bucks for a 10-day hunt and it's ready to go you don't have to necessarily do the work we send you some ammo to go shoot it get a little bit comfortable with it make sure that when it shows up to your ffl you can take it out sight it in make sure you're comfortable with it it's on and then go do your hunt you know a lot of these tags these really great tags you never know when you're going to draw them and they're a surprise Mm -hmm. and just the logistics and the stress of gathering all the stuff up and making it fit and doing the thing yeah. You know, all the stuff you originally, when you started putting in for that tag, you said, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. I'm going to have that. Right. And when you finally do get lucky enough to do it, you don't have any of that. And you got to decide what you're going to have and what you're not and how you can get that stuff in a short notice. Yeah. And I've seen a ton of people take on some serious debt just over, you know, a sheep tag or something like that. It's it's hard not to because we all know that that's probably a once in a lifetime tag. The luck happened to me this year. Again, I drew a, I drew an Idaho sheep tag. I'm an Idaho resident, so I knew eventually I'd probably get one of those. So that was in like 2017 that I drew that tag. Well, this year I got the I hit the lottery and drew a Nevada desert sheep tag in one of the best units in the state. Even with 22 or 23 points, my odds were about one in 200 uh, with 23 years of bonus points. And I drew the tag. So extremely fortunate if I had drawn that without the resources and I would have been definitely looking to buy some big eyes, you know, a BTX or Cow Highlander and, and some of that kind of stuff. So, and probably be looking at b- building the right. So just to have, yeah. 
it, it can happen at any time. You never know, but that's, that's why we're here. And that's why we do what we do. And no matter what your situation, we're going to be able to help you out. Some of the gaps in your gear system, or, or if you're just shopping for some new stuff, looking for the next best thing, we can definitely help you make a good buying decision, give you a better buying experience and probably save you some money. And the other thing I want to just touch on, sometimes I just call over there and BS with Larry, but you guys hunt hard and, oh, yeah. and you guys get the newest stuff and the greatest stuff, even some stuff I haven't seen. And I'll just be picking his brain like, hey, what do you think? What's what's your go-to with this? You know, what's your favorite tripod right now? And that, and he's happy to, to shout it out. I mean, you guys get busy, but for sure, you know, he'll be like, hey, I got one in the back if you want me to send it out to you. So. Yeah, we do have the opportunity to to uh, try a lot of stuff out side by side, head to head and form some some opinions about what works best together and can definitely help you tailor the gear that you want to rent for particular kinds of hunts because chances are we have probably done something real similar hunted from Alaska to, to Africa and most of the places in between at some point in time. I'm not going to say I'm an expert at everything, every type of hunting, but we've got a pretty good idea and at least have talked to enough people, clients that we've sent gear to and, and got their feedback as well. So we've got a really good idea of giving you some good starting points. And, you know, we can save you a lot of time that you might spend researching gear, trying to figure out, hey, what pack should I take? Or, you know, what tent's going to be the right thing for me and a buddy to take on a late season hunt? You know, you can spend a month on rock slide, you know, reading forums and talking to people and, and doing stuff, but we can probably save you a ton of that time because that's all we carry is, is stuff that is really good. It's going to work well. We personally trust it and uh, you're going to have a good experience. I like reaching out to you guys. Like I said, I, I have a lot of trust in your opinion. And so it's always good to double check even what I'm doing because I haven't done it all either. So, yep. all right. Anything else you think you want to talk about before we close this thing out? Man, if you are thinking about renting gear, try to get your gear booked early because we're filling up. Um, we're trying to buy more where we have to, to fill the holes or meet the demand. If you know that you're definitely taking that late season hunt, in November and you want a, a hot tent set up with a titanium stove, try to get that stuff booked early because it will book up. It's not if, it's just when. And so the sooner you can get it locked in, the better. And then that, that also gives us the opportunity to, to, like I said, to try to get some more inventory where we need to, to, to meet the demand. And I guess as we're closing out, I'll just touch on this real simply. So you just go on their website, pick the item you want. It has a little drop down box. You pick the days you need that for, and then it'll tell you if it's available or if it's not, if it's available, they'll get it out there the day before you need it. You can get it on your trip. And then when you come back, you just put it back in the box. They send you a pre-shipping label. You put that label back on the box and just drop it off at, I think we shipped FedEx yep. around and you just drop it off at the pickup location, it heads on back to them, done deal. Simple, simple as can be. Yeah. We try to make that process super easy so that you don't have to worry about to worry about what it's costing. You know, you're not renting it for the days that it's in the shipping. You're just renting it for the days that you have it, the day that you drop it back off with UPS or FedEx. That's the day your rental ends. So, and yeah, we do send those labels out. It's a matter of just sticking it right on the original box over the, you know, the label that got it there tape it back up and drop it off with those guys and rest of it's hands off and easy for you. When I went to New Mexico, I just broke the box down, put the sticker on it, did my sheep hunt. And before I even drove home, I just dropped it off at the office. It saved me, you know, one day of rental, but it saved yep. me a lot of, of worrying about where it was when I was unpacking. I mm -hmm. It was just the first thing on the way out of town, dropped it at the closest place and it, it was a done deal. And we can so. shift gear to your outfitter as well. Like if you know you're going to go with a guide and you've got his address and stuff like 
like that, we and you're flying out or something like that or driving across the country, heck, we can ship it to your destination. You know, it'll be there waiting for you when you show up. So that's another way to save some rental days, save a little bit of cost and uh, just a little bit of that time and effort that it takes to get your gear from point A to point B. Um, nice. That is a super also, Rock slide code. I think it's rock slide 10. Uh, we'll get you 10% off all your rentals. So it's a nice way to go. And then on rare occasions, we do other promos, but uh, that rock slide 10 is always out there for rock slide members. So people know you do sell your gear at the end of the year when you change up to new gear. So there's always some used stuff. Well, I won't say always, but there is some used stuff there. Yep. Um, when you're upgrading and people can find some great deals on your website too, to just buy used gear. Yeah. Usually in December, we've got some, some pretty good deals out there when we're trying to update our fleet, we keep our gear pretty fresh. So there's not always a lot of it, but, um, what we do sell is usually in great shape and usually save you a pretty good chunk of money on that stuff. And then we'll be at a lot of the shows too. If you want to swing by the Western hunting expo or some of the ISE shows, we do those a lot of times probably be at sheep show again in Reno. That's a really good one. So stop by the booth, say hi, we can talk tripods or look at gear. We've got a lot of stuff there, but talk about rental plans and shoot the breeze about uh, what your hunting plans are for the next year. I appreciate you coming on the show and I really appreciate you looking out for the little guy and helping us get our hands on the best gear that we can. Thanks, Sam. It feels good and uh, appreciate you having me on here with Rock Slide Crew. Hope we can help you guys out this season. Put the uh, link to the show notes at the bottom. You guys go over and check out Rent Outdoor Gear. All right. Thanks, Darren. You bet. Moving on to reviews. We are lucky enough to have Rock Slide's optics guru, Matt Cashel, back on the show to talk about his latest review. Hey, thanks for having me, Sam. Well, I think we're here to talk about the uh, European laser rangefinder binocular review. Uh, I compared the Miopta Optica LR and the Leica Geovid R, which are uh, kind of mid-level laser rangefinding binocular category. They're not not the super high end, and they're they're competing with some of the Asian sourced competition like the Sigs and the Vortexes. Uh, there's the Nikon Laser Force out there, and these ones are right in that price range. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed when I read your review. The Miopta is coming in about two grand, and the uh, Leica is coming in at a uh, eye popping fourteen hundred or so. That's pretty impressive. The Geovid R is a uh, is coming in at a real bargain price, if you ask me. And the Miopta is a little bit higher. It's about $500 difference. Pretty nice binocular, too. Why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, kind of how you ran your testing and, and what you found out there? Well, I tested them in the usual sort of way. I compared them on optics charts. I also did some distortion evaluation, looked at the aberration control. And what I found was you're not really giving out much on optical performance. They're really, really good, which isn't too surprising from those two companies. They have a long history of making high-end optics. You know, Miopta is no stranger to making high-performing optics, and uh, Leica is Leica. They fit the bill. Are the buttons to run the rangefinder, are they both on the on the same side? Yeah, right, right side ranging. The Miopta has a button on the left side, too, but it's the ranging side is the right side. Any other distinguishing features on these we want to talk about? Well, you know, in the review I went over, the Leica is kind of a re-release of the original Geovid with some updated coatings, uh, updated housing, and updated rangefinder. But the optics are pretty similar. 
to the original, uh, which is pretty good. It's a physically taller binocular than the Miopta. The Miopta is more compact. The Miopta, the range-finding laser is within the barrel of the binocular while the Leica has the lasers in the bridge. Kind of big difference because the Miopta, you can just throw a quarter 20 studded adapter in and put it on the tripod. With the Leica, you got to use uh, some other adapter that typically grips one of the barrels. And I used a really right stuff clamp before, but on my personal bino, I have the outdoorsman and I don't find that it's that big of a deal. I mean, it's something that you're used to, but it's not a game changer one way or the other, I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, either way will work. I definitely prefer the stud in the middle. It's just a little easier to get balance, that sort of thing. Fits right in your bino harness without a problem. The little adapter that I used on the Leica on the left side barrel that had our uh, dovetail built in, it was pretty easy too. Not a, not a real problem. You got the weights handy on, on these binos. How much are they coming in at? The Miopta is two pounds, 1.46 ounces on my scale. And the Leica was two pounds, 3.42 ounces. So pretty similar, a couple ounces different. Yeah. And for range finding binos, that's, they really don't weigh that much more than a regular set of binos. No, they're uh, they're pretty reasonable in their weight and their size. Like I said, the Leica is a little taller. That's pretty easy to accommodate also. The big difference I had was the rangefinder in the Miopta was a little better at long distance and had a better display that I could get just tack sharp. But I was having trouble with the Leica getting a perfectly sharp display and a perfectly sharp image. Uh, it certainly was workable and readable, but it just I just couldn't get it perfectly crisp the way I could with the Miopta. What color is the readout on both of them? They're red. Both of them are red? Yeah. The Miopta has two lines of information, so you can get distance, horizontal distance, or distance and angle all on one screen, and the Leica will give you the same information, but it's one after another. All right, so pretty similar. We pretty much covered anything. Anything else you think we missed? No, I just think they're really good options. I like uh, that the price is kind of coming down on some of the better performing optics. Uh, you just don't get any ballistic computation. Hunters that are using a Kestrel especially will get the information they need from these binoculars and nothing they don't, and I think they're a good match for them. I think I'm going to start looking at maybe these Miopta's sounds like a really good bargain and you still get the quality optic there. Generally, people that like a warmer image will prefer the Miopta's and the people that prefer that Leica style image will, of course, go with the Leica. I think optically they're super close. Yeah, I have Miopta's uh, 15 by 56s, so I know I kind of like those already. Yeah, that's one of their best models for sure. All right, buddy, I appreciate you coming on. Um, all the hard work you do reviewing these optics. Where can people find you if they want to talk about it more? Well, you can find me on Rockslide. I'm under my own name, Matt Cashel, or you can check out Bitter Bulls on Instagram. I need to update it a little more often, but I'm on there. All right, buddy. I appreciate you coming on and uh, laying it out for us. All right. Thanks, Sam. I'll talk to you later. Closing out with news from Montana and Idaho. Grizzly encounters are at an all-time high this season. Be sure you're using all the proper precautions if you are hunting in or around bear country. 
A hunter was severely mauled by a grizzly bear near Parkland, south of Big Sky, Montana, while tracking his wounded deer. The man was able to shoot and fend off the bear. Area was closed while they tried to locate the wounded bear. Hunter was taken to the hospital. Fish, wildlife, and parks shot and killed a 10-year-old sow who broke into a house in West Yellowstone. DNA analysis of the bear's stomach found the hiker that had been killed in Yellowstone Park last month. Two archery hunters are alive after run-in with a grizzly bear near Island Park, Idaho. Men were stalking through the thick brush when they surprised a large boar who charged them. Both men fired several shots from their pistols, killing the bear. Just a reminder, stay safe out there. Until next time, this has been Sam Weaver. 